0: Listening
1: to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is um, Frank Skinner. I hope that we illustrate the, the doctrine of perfect freedom. Um, I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. Good morning. Uh, Today, good morning. You can text our show on 8.12.15. You can follow it on Twitter, at Frank on the radio. Why would you
2: do that? I mean, they say follow it, not like Game of Thrones or something. No, exactly.
1: We don't have a a skin cast. (laughs) Uh, Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I don't want a lot of snakes now texting and saying, well, I have a skin cast on a regular annual basis. Just leave it. (laughs) Um... Bruce Forsyth is dead. Oh yeah. Um, Just uh, anyone missed the news yesterday? I thought I'd throw that in. I just Mm -hmm. I'd let you know. It's always sad when a comic dies, um, especially a big famous one like him. Um, I did a. I I had him on my show, um, Bruce Forsyth, and um, and one thing I'll always be glad about is me and him did a sketch together. Fantastic. um, Written by me obviously he's not going to write it he's got people Um, (laughs) and what it was is that I'm dressed as a a female secretary Um, we didn't know we didn't know it was stereotyping (laughs) uh, so I'm at a desk and a woman comes in and says I've come to see Mr Forsyth he's my uncle and I say, hold on a minute. So I press the thing. You see him pick the phone up and say yes, and I say, niece to see you, to see you, niece. And then he does a fantastic look to camera, of course. So... Um, fine work. Fine That's work. That's brilliant. But I'll tell you something about Bruce. I interviewed him on my chat show, and he was, he was really funny. And I said, look, this is often old comics don't really work that well. You know, they want, they want it all written and planned. And he yeah. came on, and, and he did some really good stuff on him. So I used to do the edit. so I edited it. I put in every one of his jokes. So was just one thing, He's, he had some sort of physical um, strangeness to do with his where his kidneys were or something. Right. And I got a woman in a, a spangly leotard. We didn't know. Then. <laughs> so, um, Could you just
2: write a book called We Didn't did Know? It? We didn't know
1: then. <laughs> yeah. Me on, the cover, me on the cover with my arm round... <laughs> Complete that sentence at home. We really didn't know. Um, and so um, this woman come on, but she was carrying one of those anatomical uh, statues that show like internal organs, so that Bruce could show us exactly what he's problem. Oh, like the
2: med school ones, yeah.
1: And when he came on, he did a line, and it got a good laugh. Um, he got loads of good laughs anyway, but that it did get a good laugh. But when we watched it back in the edit, it was um, the lighting wasn't very good on it, so we couldn't use it. Sure. So, anyway, the, the, the interview went out and he was funny. It was Bruce joke, Bruce joke, Bruce joke all the way through. He wrote me a four page handwritten letter <laughs> saying, I can't believe you didn't put that joke in that I did when the woman came on with the leotard. And that was when I knew. He is a proper comedian. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> wow. a kindred spirit. They're right. going about I, the I game absolutely... shows and stuff, but that is a comedian yeah. who would <laughs> yeah. write that letter.
2: That's <laughs> the class. I like that. And you do that, Frank. Come oh, God, I, I,
1: would I? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, put Have do, you? I'd put dog excrement to their letterbox. <laughs> I'd walk three miles to do it. But best of all, I know someone who worked with him and he had got tiny crib notes, you know, crib sheets. Sh- yeah. Sure, yeah, tiny little notes written on his thumb. Wow. That he was looking at to, uh, this was... Uh, That's amazing. And um, when he was doing the interview, so he couldn't really look at the cue, And, and this, um, this woman said, uh, God, you must have amazing eyesight, Mr Forsyth. And he said, uh, I'll give you a tip. He said, I never read a book. Wise words there from uh, the late great Bruce Forsyth
0: Absolute, Absolute
3: Absolute Radio Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio
1: by the way, one thing I didn't say about that Bruce Forso thing was after the show, after the record, he was there with Will and Elia and he said, you must come round our house for dinner. I've had such a lovely night tonight. Mm. W- would you come round for dinner? I said, oh, I'd be an honour to come round for dinner.
2: And um,
1: after the joke didn't get in <laughs> yet, the <idea. laughs>
2: Nor did the invite come through. <laughs> Again, respect.
1: I've got another one, I just remembered. I went to an audience with... I'm sorry about this, it's become a show of showbiz reminiscences.
2: If ever there was a time to tell a Bruce anecdote, it's Absolutely, today. Yeah. I went
1: to an audience with Bruce Forsyth, and they said to me... Uh, they did, I don't know if you remember those audience widths, but they always used to say, um, in the green room beforehand, Could, would you ask a question? And you say, oh, I don't want to ask. And they say, oh, go on.
2: Oh, I always wondered how that worked Yeah, it's then. not all
1: spontaneous. No. Right. So they'd give you the <laughs> question as well.
2: Patronising. So they I mean, I've been in the business years.
1: They'd give me the question. Uh, I'd always, they'd always tell you what to ask. So I had to ask, um, how do you deal with hecklers? Because he'd got a story about a heckle put down that he'd done at the Woodgreen Empire in 1954. So um, <laughs> I set him up for that. I was, I was happy to do that, giving me I a mean, generation game. It was an institution in so, um so I put my hand up, and he went, "Oh, Frank Skinner's there." And I said, "I just want to ask you how you deal with hecklers." He said, "Well, you know, you a fast-talking, quick-thinking comic like you doesn't need to ask me that." And I thought, "Well, I agree with that." <laughs> but I can't really. I could have said, "Well, obviously I've been asked, but I didn't." I let it go. At that. <laughs> very, very he well. He said, "Well, contained. I was playing the Wood Green Empire in 1954, <laughs> and it was a, a rough crowd, and someone threw a bag of fish and chips on stage." And I thought, oh my God, and the audience thought, he said, I picked up the Vision Chips, I had a chip, went, oh, no vinegar. And nothing, (laughs) it was complete (laughs) suck. That was it. It went better better here than it went there. (laughs) And it was a terrible moment, and I felt responsible because I asked the question. And then he said, well, it it went all right in 1954. (laughs) In a real sort of, oh, no. I mean, I guess it's true, if
4: he'd he'd just suddenly revealed that he just absolutely savaged the bloke using yeah. every horrendous put-down under the sun and it yeah. was completely out of character for both The Man and 1954.
2: Yeah. If I don't, I, I, well, I'm I've, glad that you have a stereotypical view <laughs> <you> of 1954. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know then. But I fear for you, because I know that's awful, you felt associated with, with they the always yeah. Yeah, They always did that. They made know.
1: me ask Spy, Spike they? Milligan in a thing Can about, I be
2: honest? If I had to think um an audience with and there was a word name someone in the audience if i was doing family fortunes i would say frank skinner (laughs) because i saw you on so many of those things did you do a rod stewart perhaps i did rod stewart yes i saw you on that
1: (laughs) rod um, rod though see Rod, i was i said
2: when you say you did i mean you turned up to watch a show essentially (laughs) yeah
1: but you had to sing for your supper so uh well rod did Remember, Rod had lovely um, zip-up boots. on.
2: Did you do an that. audience with Spice Girls?
1: I didn't do that. I one. did.
2: No. I didn't ask a question because I'm a normie, but I was there.
1: No, but with um, with Rod, Rod decided he didn't want set-up questions. He wanted proper questions. He, he could handle it. Mm. Right. So um, Nigel Lithgow was that. Do you remember? We, Nasty Nigel. Team, yeah, yeah. yeah. He Simon came up Count to me and Simon he said, Count. "He said, Will you ask a question?'" And I said, "He said." <laughs> <laughs> times that you get did you say how do, <laughs> he said, um, how do you deal with hackles and he said how take do you deal with hackles there were always take everyone
2: Frank Skinner's in
1: tonight who's going to ask a question Jerry Halliway how do you deal with freckles <laughs> um, so um, I uh,
2: <laughs> I just love this idea are people just still coming up to you in the streets saying, will you ask a question? I have got, got loads,
1: I'll tell you loads, but it's not that kind of show. Anyway, <laughs> so I had to say, I, I had a thing for Rod Stewart about how do you watch it, football when you're in America? You know, it's so... Oh, oh. But anyway, they said, he said, you probably got needy because Rod said he's not going to take uh, question. He said he's made, all the, <laughs> he's made all the celebrities sit at the back, even though he's very, very near-sighted and he won't wear glasses <laughs> or lenses.
2: This isn't a very pleasant review of no, him,
1: Because there was a bit where um, Bradley Walsh put his hand up and Rod went, Is that John Travolta? <laughs> well, you can imagine his disappointment. Uh, anyway, so um, he, had, he had members of the public sit at the front. So after he did two songs and he said, Right, any, any questions, any questions from anyone? This bloke put his hand up and said, Why don't you make good albums like you used to in the 70s? <laughs> That was the last question for about an hour and a half. Absolute,
0: Absolute,
3: absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
2: We've had a missive from Nugget. Oh, yes. And it's to do with last week, if we can go back to last week briefly. And it was a moment where Nugget alleges that Steve experienced a stony ground incident.
4: Okay. Okay. I mean, it could be one of many. Do
2: you want me to <laughs> Which, tell you what it was? Uh,
1: we didn't know, then. Yeah, go okay. on.
2: Good morning, Frank DME. I should
1: explain, maybe, that Stony Graham was a thing. I did a live um, panel show on ITV, and every week I'd celebrate the joke that went the worst.
2: It's called Don't and Ask it, Me, Ask Britain.
1: Yeah, and this this was the uh, the te- the uh, jingle that celebrated those failed gags.
2: Some of them
1: did fall on stage. <laughs>
4: there you go, it's beautiful. Is right. that Stanley Unwin? It's actually me. It's Frank. That, yeah. I really thought it
2: was the first earl- the earliest didn't... recorded speech. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: And and um Frank said it was him. I still can't it, believe it's him. What it
4: reminds me, we did a, a radio thing where you played a recording of Florence Nightingale.
1: <laughs> oh yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. So, I mean, put that light out. It was cold. <laughs> Yeah, those ones that go... <laughs>
5: there's
1: loads of recordings like that. It's all one bloke in 1870 going...
5: <laughs> <laughs> to use that. What, what
1: should we say? For a society yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. OK, write it down. <laughs>
2: They didn't know. I mean I feel so sorry. We all listen to these things now. They'd be so mortified. um, Have
1: you ever heard my jazz fan who lives next door voice?
2: No, go on. Okay.
1: So you're in bed in the middle of the night. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Come on <laughs> <laughs> that
1: should be sampled to that, yeah. that be the Christmas I think number one.' Oh, talking is Frank... about I've just holding up a bottle of urine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think what should be sampled is Frank responding to his own material by saying, "Come on, <laughs> oh, well. which I enjoy
1: all this stuff about last of the great entertainers
2: in the paper. What about? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. What about you? <laughs> Frank, please, can I tell you about this stony ground incident? <laughs> Let's hear it. Right. Although, I have to say, I wouldn't have missed Jazz fan next door for the world. <laughs> oh, <man>. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, Nugget says, last week, early in the show, 11 minutes, 11 seconds.
4: Wow, 11, oh, 11. This is... Remembrance Saturday
2: A million voices I know that's seven seconds Um, 11 minutes, 11 seconds into last week's podcast As It Happens Whilst discussing a shoe you'd found in your garden Yes You mentioned how Saddam Hussein's statue Had been whacked with protesters' flip-flops Emily said she did that to photos of people she did not like Yes I might have said that Okay (laughs) If I heard correctly
1: Steve. This sounds like a policeman in court <laughs> reading from his notebook.
2: <laughs> Steve then said, "Were you sandalised? Nothing." That genius rejoinder was missed. I must. If admit, that I was missed, the case, I would I that merit that. the playing of the Stony Ground jingle? I would rather miss it. Praise withheld as per your request, Nugget.
1: Do you want to do it again, Steve? Uh, were you sandalised?
5: Some <laughs> of <laughs> on the
4: Stony Ground. I don't think I did it quite as camp
1: as I did it just was, then. Very, I, what what yeah. I like about it is um, it's got stony ground, which is obviously a reference to the, um, the parable of the sower, <laughs> mm. and sandals in it, which is obviously another Jesus thing.
2: I love that. Fr- and I'm Steve's
1: like- Jewish. So oh, um, got the big got the big three right right there. I
2: like Steve's secondary delivery of it, which was in the with the subtlety of a comic on the seaside special. I, I dream. Felt, were you sandalised? I dream
1: of seeing a white van that has on the side of it Steve's secondary delivery <laughs> <laughs> and a phone number.
0: The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio.
4: 953 has texted to say, still thinks Steve has a hot voice. I'm getting.
2: Steve, you can't read that about yourself. Oh, why not?
4: Why not? I think
2: that's okay. I
4: do. I, uh, I'm getting lots of praise in this little <laughs> section of the show. It's, yeah, uh, it's hot great.
1: voice. Um, not hot enough to cut through um on the show to get a laugh from his sandwich.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a regular thing like, yeah, like because right, I do because sure <laughs> I do this every you know a couple of shows a year. you not getting a laugh is a regular <gasps> thing i you know, I have oh, to pray Steve for... you
2: know why you're going to get that in the neck now because you said you have a hot voice there's only <laughs> yeah. one hot voice on this show that's that's,
4: that's that's the jazz singer next door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I could start an 0891 number, have some sort of 0891 sidekick. Yeah. So you see how it's gone now? I'm just trying to monetize my
1: options. Um, I, let, let me ask you, I, I'm guessing many of you, like like me, mm. have got over 40 photographs of Liza Minnelli in their glove compartment. What? <laughs> 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 um, I'm not even lying. <laughs> I... Um, I I thought I'd clean out my glove compartment this week. um, Good idea. You know, sometimes you can leave it. It really does gather, clutter. And I've got over 40 photographs of Liza Minnelli in there. You haven't. I have.
2: Why? Well, you need to do it, I should just say, to go back to your earlier point, I always do it when there's a service imminent because it can be embarrassing. (laughs) I had a service imminent and there were boxing gloves, a marabou frou-frou sort Of cut off jacket affair, there was all sorts in there. And in the glove compartment, no, no, this was in my boot, this oh, was in my okay. boot well, area. But when I what I'm say set-
4: boxing gloves in the glove compartment, <laughs> that's quite an achievement. Tom Farmer's <laughs> boxing gloves didn't say
1: what kind of gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as you were there. Yeah, I keep uh, a falconry gauntlet <laughs> in mind just for, just for hand signals. No,
2: I'm talking about the junk in my trunk. If
1: I'm giving hand signals in Sherwood Forest, <laughs> I get one of those. Uh,
2: tell me about your 40 photographs of Liza Minnelli. Um Well, that, that, that
1: was what was in there. But why? Well, I think in case I broke down. What, uh, what era? What do you mean? <laughs> You've got to have in... somewhere to pass the time before the AA yeah. man comes. I
4: presume these are existing like famous photos of her rather than you've not been doing some PI work <laughs> No, no, these are to catch out um, Ellie
1: These are just, you know, photos of, of in, you know, in, on stage and... What, 10 by 8s like or...? No, all sorts of different sizes.
2: Um, where did you get them from? I
1: think I was... Um, I was going to have her on my show a long time ago and this was in the days where um, you didn't really go on the internet. You went and sent away for photos. And I kept these because I was a Liza Minnelli fan. Anyway, th- that's what's in there. There's a, f- there's a few Doctor Who CDs. mm From Big Finish, which is like, you know, audio dramas. And also, there is a pair of spectacles, I think, in case one of my lenses was to come out on the motorway. Oh, And you needed
4: needed to look at Liza Minnelli urgently.
1: But these are spectacles, the the prescription of which is, I would say, 10 years out of date. So that could
2: be interesting, Mm. drive home. Yeah.
1: Sort of all right. Oh, rather sort of, than good.
2: <laughs> yeah, not quite Mr Magoo, not but Mr. not Mr Magoo, idea. but,
1: um, yes, not hawk-like. Luckily, <laughs> right. if I drive with the falconry gauntlet out the window, <laughs> i would probably get a hawk that will see me at least to the next services. <laughs> if you drove down the motorway with your arm sticking out with a falconry gauntlet on, would a bird land on it, <laughs> 8.12.15. Absolute, absolute,
3: absolute radio. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.
5: So, um, the glove, co- The whole
1: glove mm. compartment thing. I, I assume, from the name, they were designed for driving gloves. Would that be right? Do you remember uh, I, driving gloves? I would imagine. I've certainly seen... There's a certain
4: yeah. type of driver, you imagine. So, a sensible driver in some nice...
1: Quite a few. I think because a lot of the people I knew worked in factories and stuff. Not mm. that I knew anyone with cars till I was about 25. Yeah. But they had rough and calloused hands. I think that I think that they were to protect the steering wheel rather than to protect <laughs> the, They had very well, rough when hands.
2: Someone got a car. One of I think um our Nora, didn't her boyfriend have a car and it's everyone th- came out to have a look. We went out and had a look at it, yeah. Second hand mini, we all went out and had a look in amazement. <laughs> Which rather touchingly, Frank did when I got a new car not long oh, ago. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if people still do that. Go out and have a look at people's
4: cars. I liked it. Well with a photo, like a photo of them perched on the bonnet.
1: Yeah. I bought a girlfriend once, a car. And, Did you, uh, Frank?
2: That's generous.
1: New car, mini.
2: Wow. Did you
1: phone up Nora? This isn't second hand. I, is I parked it outside her house um, and awesome. I'd bought That's an lovely. enormous length of um, up ribbon up. And, and tied an enormous big bow around it. It was a birthday present. This was when I was in my golden years, when I had... (laughs) But I love that, because it's
2: quite a footballer gesture. Yeah, now they'd
1: be lucky to get um, a bit of Joe Malone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's um, become the new body shop, Joe Malone. I mean, I do like it, but come on, men, have some imagination. What
1: happened to Macaulay Culkin?
4: (laughs) (laughs) A A mate of mine bought his sister and her husband a car. Uh, and uh, unveiled it on Christmas Day as a really amazing present. And th- his brother in law went, Oh, this is going to be a nightmare to get
1: insurance on this. Oh, well, oh. that's people. People, yeah. you hear me?
3: This is Frank Skinner, absolute radio.
2: So, what happened with the Mini?
1: So, um, well, she drove it for many years. We went out for another couple of years, so I got a bit of I got, got the odd uh, driving. What well,
2: is the question? What happened when things came when you came to the end of the road? As oh it well, were? I
1: didn't. I didn't take them, Minnie. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You can't. Just how how many miles of them? Did you look at the clock? No, we, did, we, we lasted eighty thousand miles in this thing. <laughs> Um, I think towards the end of every relationship, you find yourself looking at the clock. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it was fair, you know, it was uh, the spoils of war
2: and the yeah. spoils of love. And the spoilers of the mini. Yeah. So I keep in my glove, glove box or compartment? Oh, compartment. Okay. Glove box?
1: Oh right. course, it
2: that? I,
1: um, are we across
2: I the pond? <laughs> where we are? I think I say glove box. Oh, don't. Um.
4: <laughs>
1: is that. Ah, oh, um.
4: the music festival, Lovebox? Is that just. Have I
1: had an idiotic recommendation? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> get. No, but out. is that just based on glove box? I'm we just, got through the people that are off our hands then. I, thought I was tense that Steve was going to say there's something. There's no. I've, how have I been. There's no rudeness there, is it? It's, is it not Lovebox? Like that's sounds a music a festival.
2: I've been to Lovebox, but I've, <laughs> ne- I've never been to me.
1: <laughs> I've been to Lovebox many a time.
2: Sometimes <laughs> yeah, we with don't. Gloves. We don't want to know about those years.
1: <laughs> no, but
2: no. The, okay, let's let's call the whole thing. So you got a mini. <laughs> <Fair's> fair is <laughs> fair. Let's let's call it compartment, shall we? Okay. I feel say on safer ground mm. with compartment. I've been known to keep a bit of makeup.
1: Oh, you surprised
2: me. Well, there you go. Yeah. But I kept uh, a bronzer in a compact, and an ex-boyfriend of mine once looked in my glove compartment. Oh, yeah. And he was examining my glove (laughs) compartment. Not in your love compartment. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's worse than love parts, (laughs) then. Sorry, parent professional, (laughs) and the powder had scattered everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah, that is the the worst excuse I have ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind that, madam. Still going to have to arrest you. (laughs) Oh,
2: but I I tend to keep sweet treats in there these days for myself and Raymond, my dog. I think I may mention this, Frank. I'll keep a pork scratching in there. I mean, not on its own in a package. You know, when you curl it all up at the top with an elastic band. Oh, yes. And then I keep some milk drops for Ray, the Shih Tzu. Okay. That's lovely. Mm, thank you.
1: You see, I had a mate who used to keep a kind of sort of an emergency kit in the glove compartment and it had like plasters, smelling salts, um, polo mints he had. Wow. And he had a pair of women's tights in there, oh. which I think worried all of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And it was the old fan belt, as a fan belt goes. That used to be the standard thing. I thought there was going to
4: be a very dark reveal that those (laughs) items were taking us somewhere extremely
1: sinister. No, he was uh, one of conjoined twin um, (laughs) bank robbers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio.
1: This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 8 12 15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. What have you got in your glove compartment? Uh, Carpenter Paul has texted. Carpenter uh, Paul.
4: On the uh, is that sub- his uh, phone, that, phone book? That is his, <laughs> that is his <laughs> handle. Uh, okay. he, uh, on the subject of glove compartments, he says he keeps emergency tea bags in the glove compartment of his van just in case a customer w- makes weak insipid tea
1: wow mm. so we can add another one yeah
2: <laughs> oh i and assumed I he, a... he was going to chuck that original tea out and just um start from scratch
1: no i think i you have think often he'd... thought if someone gives you a really weak tea i wish i got another tea yeah. bag just to he, he give... double bags it yeah it's,
4: uh, and he's potentially crossing the streams of
1: brewers it could be yeah. a tetley's
4: with a pg tips oh yeah mm. very dangerous
1: Yeah, I actually have a little sign on my car that says no tea bags are kept in this. What about (laughs) if I get one that says no Liza Minnelli pictures kept in this car overnight?
2: (laughs) I find builders drink coffee these days. My experience. They don't like a tea. When you
1: say to a builder, how do you like your tea? Does he say, oh, builders?
2: (laughs) They like freshly ground coffee as well. Quite fancy oh, so the builders Bil- so now. So builders' coffee is. Oh yeah, much they don't do style. builders' coffee. Yeah.
1: I Imagine builders' coffee is um, very overpriced and not done that all that well. <laughs> oh, lovely, Fay. I, I I'm very
2: happy with my builders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fall out with them. They, no, know, I they don't. know
2: people. Oh, I'll tell you who we haven't discussed this morning. One of my favourites. Not one of your favourites, Frank. Daniela Craig.
1: Oh, yes, Daniel Craig. Because I
2: know you've had previous with him... Well, he stole your cleaner. There's no easy way of saying it.
1: Um, he did steal my cleaner. No, I've, got, um, I've got an update on that. What? <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the story.
2: I don't know if I can when I know this cleaner <laughs> anecdote is well, resting there.
1: In case you're new to the show, um, my um, cleaner... Left me for Daniel Craig. Um, he offered it's a not more. Quite
2: Freddie Starr ate my hamster, but he's <laughs> up he, yeah. there.
1: He offered her more hours. This was after he moved in with uh,
2: Rachel Edelweiss. Rachel. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So she. He led her away, and she'd wow. been with me. She was with me before Sorry, him. I think. You
2: say he led her away, well, making it sound much more sinister well. than it was. Well,
1: I
4: fell. Did, I fell. Did Jeez. she say that's a, that's some more hours? <laughs> Um thank you. You've you've been very sympathetic to that. I've
1: tried I know, to know I'm trying to think is there, if if there's a share It's all char <laughs> I don't know, but it's all on. got a
2: bit an audience with Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> yeah. What's the weirdest thing? <laughs> it went that's pretty well, well at the Wood Green
1: Empire in nineteen fifty four. Um didn't anyway, everything. He, she has now um, left him for a Eleanor <gasps> Bottom Carter. So, oh. the bite are bitten, eh? <laughs> I was going to say
2: shut the front door, and she did behind her. <laughs> yes, Leave the key. Yes. Did he say it like Bond? Leave the key there. I hope so. Yeah. yeah.
4: Maybe that's why he's taken on the new film. <laughs> <laughs> he wants her back.
1: She, she was so he's shaken, but not that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, do you think. Um, I like that. Do you think HBC. Uh, up the old price, then? Well, we don't know, but, I mean, she must have. She, I mean, this woman, do you think she She just keeps yeah. getting better hours, more money? I don't I know. Imagine,
4: what, what a cleaner she I shoe. imagine her house is just covered in cobwebs as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> well
1: you, you wouldn't have to clean them off, though, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she'd just say,
4: just leave it as is. This is, I've gone for the Miss Havisham look deliberately.
1: Um... Yes, well, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know the ins and outs, but um, it, it, it gave me a certain satisfaction yeah. <laughs> that um, he couldn't hold on to. It. So, I mean, I don't know, in the pecking order of stardom, where, where do um, DC and uh, HBC. HBC, where do they?
2: Well, given he... that all I would say is... I mean, on the
1: BBC, I think she gets 18 <laughs> quid a week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... In the light of the, new, the news just in, which is that he signed up to be Bond again, having previously said he wanted to he would rather slash his own wrists than play Bond again, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that, he's said to be getting in excess of £100 million, Mr Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I were her, I'd be sticking with him, if you know what I mean. Well, I
1: don't... I'm not saying she was motivated by money. I think he must say. I'm
2: saying he is. Yeah. Well, (laughs) take that back.
4: They
1: offered him that much money. He said, "I'm taking you to the cleaner." (laughs) There you go. You (laughs) see? I knew we. I knew we'd get a finisher.
5: (laughs)
3: Frank. Frank Skinner.
1: On Absolute Radio.
3: Absolute Radio.
4: We've been discussing uh, Daniel Craig's U-turn. His yes. vault fast I can't imagine took anyone by Volt massive fast. surprise.
1: It's an accelerated vault face. It's vault Vault I believe. Yeah. I heard someone recently say vault face, and that sounds like a no. v- villain from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I
2: think you should. Uh, vault face. Yeah, he's got electric Delete them teeth. from your address book immediately.
1: <laughs> if you're one of those people that buy bullion from daytime TV adverts. You know, we were just talking about selling your gold <laughs> last night. <year>. The other <laughs> one is you can buy bullion. They use. Mm. Steve McQueen, (laughs) bully, and have it in my house. (laughs) And they've got like little proper little ingots you can buy. Do you remember when everyone used to wear ingots around their neck? Used to be a bit of a thing. Oh, did they? Yeah.
2: I miss the old identity bracelet. Paul Weller revived that briefly. You know the one I mean, a sort of great train robber, silver
1: chain thing.
2: Uh, my sister had one of what,
1: what they call a charm bracelet.
2: Yeah, I, so I did, they, identity bracelet. So they now have... No, they're different oh.
1: things, aren't they? These had Lucky Charms on. Oh, OK. You used to get a tiny little metal box with a ten bob note in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I know those, Frank. Um, yes, this is um, absolute radio. <laughs> Not radio saga.
2: Anyway, so, yeah, so he had been so vehement about his refusal to step mm. back into the shoes. Yes, yes. But then he, you know, Weird. seemed that
4: turns out his word is not his bond. No,
1: oh, well, come
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, money was definitely a Mr. Motivator here. Let's not beat around the Andy Bush.
1: I think I think you're. That could be true. Yeah. It's. I mean, it must be a nice
2: job, though, doesn't it? A hundred million. I just hope. <laughs> That and if this were you, Frank, Frank, if you were in charge of the Eon franchise, I believe it's called. Is it Barbara Broccoli? Oh, yeah, yeah. Eon, it's called Eon it's the not, Company. It's
4: not the power company, is no,
2: it? it's Eon, I think. Uh,
4: it sounds like a power company in
1: Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: it Ion, but anyway, that's the, the company that owned Bond, and Barbara Broccoli runs it, I think. Doesn't what about she? the
1: online trading uh, company in Yorkshire? <laughs> eBay gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wouldn't you be tempted to do the negotiations in the manner of a Bond villain?
1: Well, have have the old cat on the lap <laughs> and all <I'm like>, that. Oh, <laughs> sit down, Mr. Craig. Not
2: so fast, Mr. Craig.
4: he can't he couldn't have a list of demands because it would be Craig's list.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: I don't don't know what that means. It's a slightly it's a website a, a little like Gumtree.
1: Oh, is it I've
2: yeah. never,
4: never heard of that.
2: But oh, it's a slightly I sleazier so one. Out, I'm so
4: out of touch. <laughs> yeah. But he properly Stephen Redgrave it because that's my favourite of the uh, era of U-turns is Stephen Redgrave when he wins gold in 96 Mm. and they interview him as soon as he's uh, arrived at the riverbank. And it was quite a nice BBC moment because he did a little little swear because he was so tired and the BBC always have to cut around Who did Daniela?
2: I Uh, know Steve. Steve. (laughs) Uh,
4: And uh, and so Mr Redgrave said, you have my permission if you ever see see me near a boat again to shoot me.
2: Mm-hmm. And then four
4: years later, he wins gold in Sydney. Would
1: that, would that have stood up in court? I'd <laughs> <laughs> for Steve Redgrave.
2: Well, it's the other thing we constantly discuss, is that it's only his second kill that he gets his licence, Daniela. Well, we should say the character. So he's a murderer for the first kill, isn't oh, he? So he have to kill two to get a licence? Yeah, he's got to get a second kill. I didn't know that. So he's a murderer for a large portion of time. He's just a, a b- is that, is very that, bad man.
1: That's a legal loophole I was never aware <laughs> of. <laughs> he said, of course, he would rather slash his wrists than mm. play um, Bond. Even. Yeah.
2: He then said he was very tired.
1: He, used he to was be T f- and E. He's an enthusiastic self-harmer. I think that, that sort of sets the whole thing in context. <laughs> well,
2: you know what actors are like?
1: That's why my cleaner. <laughs> it's just some, from one goth to the next. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I think it might be the money, but um, I'm, I'm sort of glad... Aren't you? He's good. I think he's a good Bond. He's more than yeah, good. I
4: really like him. He's, yeah. I I even like him as the stormtrooper cameo in Star oh, Wars a that he
2: actor. has. Oh, oh so, yeah! I forgot about. The that. other thing is, we should say in fairness to him. I know he's getting a lot of money, but to put that in context, did you read that it became the of Skyfall was the highest-grossing film in the UK, wasn't it? And until The Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, uh, know,
2: he's giving them the money back, Frank. Yeah.
1: Well, I know, the, but I the... can't help thinking of Claire Balding at home. <laughs> Same. <laughs>
2: What next?
1: <laughs> what next?
4: Because the, the product placement was, um, I think Heineken paid £45 million pounds for the product placement uh, in the previous film, where he just drinks one beer and everyone in the cinema laughed at how awkward that product placement was. So if he's that straight line thing,
1: you've just plugged Heineken for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we could have got, I mean. Other beers are available. Yes, unfortunately, and that's what's ruining society. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're
0: listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio.
2: So, Daniel Craig... 8, 12, 15. ..says he longs for the day that he can walk into a pub and someone just says, oh, that's Daniel Craig, and leaves him alone. How do you, no, how do you
1: feel about that? I long for that day as well. When they see you that, long for the day they you come to pub. When they see Daniel Craig. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'll
1: never happen, ever. Do you think not? Not, not now he's been James Bond. No, that can never happen. He lived to be a thousand.
2: Too, are yeah. you suggesting it's a case of too late now your face is on the tea towel? As <laughs> yes. I believe Diana's and, sister said to her.
1: And that's generally part of the
4: receiving 120 million quid for doing a yes, film Yes, I think deal. so. You
1: can't just get... Hundred and twenty million quid for ninety three million. Like jealous
2: guys. <laughs> jealous much, you two.
1: <laughs> I'd have turned it down.
2: <laughs> Imagine if Frank was James Bond.
1: Oh that'd be a different thing, wouldn't it, altogether? Different show. I tell you what, what the Different last,
2: show The last
1: time I watched, James watched Bond, a show I'm getting less and less tolerant of snogging in films. <laughs> <laughs> you better not watch James Bond anymore. I know, I just... Oh, and that bit where a, a gown slips off a pair of oh, shoulders. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> embarrassing. And there's oh. always a slightly
2: over-gymmed over hand on the small of the back. Uh it's... Oh. Hand it's on the smaller the back. There is
1: something. Uh, that, is there anything more embarrassing than the ladies' man?
2: It's yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> well, is the that, whole
1: concept of seduction like is this, is a, an embarrassing thing. Yeah. I think
2: it's also when you get to a certain age. Do you? Maybe. Maybe it's it's a kind know of know young man's pastime. It. Really?
1: No, I don't yeah. think I ever have. The, the gown slipping off <laughs> the shoulders, I think, and, Come and on. The, They've
4: managed to kind of revitalise the films. In terms of the action and the and the suspense, the new, the recent Bond films have been really exciting, but they haven't managed to do the, the love scenes at all. They're still as awkward and corny kind of, oh, James. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the they're quiver. still the tuxedo on the back of the chair, you know. I think the
1: thing, though, is they're strong women before their gown slips off their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. Mm. But
4: it's like someone's like redone the milk tray adverts. They've still got that Yeah, still kind of... like that.
1: Still absolutely Yeah. Um, Have, won't you come back <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he to be spying? <laughs> Not snogging. <laughs> and now they play hard to get for about between twelve and fourteen minutes yeah. <laughs> in the Well, well right. the lady does. There's three things. There's e- extreme Entrail displaying violence Yeah Yeah. Um, Any sort of seduction scene Yeah And of course the thing that absolutely I can't watch Because it gives me genuine stomach pains Oh what's that? And that's searching through someone's <laughs> drawers and while well, we know that the person is about to come back And in. then, right, <laughs> oh, when, the oh, the
2: when you see the flashlight outside, the
1: flashlight. when you see their outline through the frosted glass oh, office oh, window they're sure. still, in the, still in the drawers. Yeah. Oh, oh, my, oh. My, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. My stomach is tensing up. Yeah.
4: No. Well, I, and I associate yeah.
1: flat. It's pretty flat as yeah. it
4: is. I really strongly associate that. someone arriving home in that way. I associate that with closing every window on my laptop as quickly as possible. That's what. Oh, that's part of that's. Steve. I feel like a spy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a James Steve, Bond of loneliness. That
2: doesn't happen, Inspector.
4: Oh it no! Does. It's, in the, is... it's in the deleted scenes.
1: I'm starting oh, to. It's in, no, it's actually it's in Quantum of Solace. I'm oh. starting to look forward to the gown slipping off the shoulder. <laughs> Oh, oh, Mr. Frank.
2: Bond, you should have deleted all history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: because he does
1: delete all history, because whenever he meets... whenever the crossover... <laughs> And somebody says, oh, Mr Bond, you look completely different from what you did the last time I saw you, Mr Bond. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, Mr Bond. That would be great if Bond regenerated. Oh, Mr Bond, you're, done, you're done, like, a little bit blood. You listen to me like a little Mr. dark. Mr Bond, Edmer. you keep
2: changing. I've misjudged you, it seems, Mr Bond. He should regenerate like the doctor. Well, he
1: basically does regenerate like Doctor Who, but no, never mentions it. No-one <laughs> brings it up.
2: I uh, think it's more like Miss Ellie in Dallas, when a new, an entirely new character just appears one I week. I think the
1: Doctor hangs around with people who are a bit more straight-talking with Bond. <laughs> it all goes on behind his back. He yeah. goes, oh, hello, James, good to see you again. He's completely changed again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know is he's
4: changed again. Is and it and Lazenby says, his doesn't his Bond say something like, this never happened to the other fella? What, is, oh. that, is that a line in his one? I, I think, think it is. Do you think yeah. the, the Bond yeah. villains
2: say behind his back, "This is nothing personal, Mister Bond. He cannot fit into his suits anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's so big, his thighs <laughs> yeah. like he's, Will Carling. He's,
4: he's getting on look a bit. Look good he suit. needs a younger model, maybe a, maybe a black guy to revitalize the franchise."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <sighs> I'm
1: not moving on from there. Frank.
3: Frank Skinner
1: on Absolute
3: Radio. Absolute Radio.
1: Here's a question for you. Yeah, if Daniel Craig, there isn't a big fuss about the money he's getting, is there? Not like you know the, mon- the the other week when it was like Gary Lineker and. Uh, You're
2: suggesting it ain't about the bubbling, bubbling. No,
1: but then no one seems bothered that he's getting hundred million, Queen. Yeah, well, it's not the BBC,
4: so there's no point in the tabloids giving it a kicking. I
1: suppose so. Is it? He's getting paid hundred million for pretending. That's what he does for a living. A benefit cheat.
5: There we go. (laughs) That's a similar
1: thing. He doesn't get hundred million though. No, exactly. But everyone complains about that. They're all right with Craig getting hundred million. That's what's (laughs) gone wrong with um, this country of ours.
4: We need to see Daniel Craig and Jeremy Kyle being confronted. Oh, he's all right, Craigie.
2: He's done a good job. I think he's fabulous. I have to say,
4: he's he's properly. I think he's an incredibly beautiful man.
2: Oh, here we go.
1: What do you mean? Why do people have to say stuff like that, trying to prove that they're all politically correct?
2: Why is that politically correct?
1: It's all right saying, oh, yeah, I can embrace both (laughs) sides. Bloke, you're a heterosexual. You got two kids.
4: Oh, Frank, let let the modern world in. No, stop being love... so Come here, let's have a
1: hug. I don't mind Kiss the modern me. world Kiss coming me now. in. But I'm just, I'm still going through the drawers. <laughs> he
2: just sometimes and here it comes. he <laughs> likes to clank up the portcullis occasionally, <laughs> <laughs> don't you, darling? Oh yes, I
1: do. Just for just for security reasons. Yeah, I
2: understand.
1: But, you know, I, I don't blame him for having a, a, a vault fast or even having a vault face. I don't mind. I don't blame him for that. Oh, Frankenstein
2: monster. If he had gold
1: fillings, would he have a vault face? Yeah. yeah.
4: What's your most significant U turn other than presumably in Nora's new secondhand Mini?
1: Well, I know. I, I was too young to drive that. I had a vault fast with Elton John. What a night that was! <laughs> what happened? Because um, I was—I never really rated Elton John. Then we went to see him live. Do you remember? A little, we went to an Absolute Radio. Yeah. It turns out he's a really good singer. and very good at playing the piano.
2: <laughs> he was really Who good. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was great, though. I had a. Vol- he used to live next door to me. He loves <laughs> He loves the blues. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, so that was it I thought you know what he's actually a talented bloke Elton John yeah late review yeah also I did um, say in my autobiography that if if ever you hear me saying I'm passionate about radio it means my career is in ruins
2: that's true Which I remember that
1: there is some truth um in that juxtaposition, but um, I am now, I think I can say, passionate about radio. In fact, I can feel radio's gown slipping off its shoulders (laughs) as I say that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What about you guys? Well, I had a volt fast re-Tom Jones, who, Mm. he was on my bucket list. Of... of people I'd like to go on a date with
1: oh well, yes let's I mean, see. Yeah, let's look, keep it beautiful, nice beautiful breakfast radio. <laughs> and
2: then I'm afraid uh, you, you when you have went have you claimed up
1: the phrase bucket yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a pause there so let, let some of our people work it out and some just um, text in and complain
3: this is Frank Skinner
1: so we were midway through talking, I believe, Emily. Oh,
2: yes, when I did my vault pass over Tom Jones. Yes,
1: yeah, so you, um, he was on was your quite list. quite an anecdote. Of... <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, he, I'm afraid... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were into gymnastics. <laughs> As I said, it was quite a night. Yeah. He fell off my list, and I'm not proud of admitting this, but it was, I'm afraid, when he went au naturel on the hair oh, front. I
1: knew oh. it was going to be there. Now,
2: I will hold my hands up. I have some greys coming through. I help myself out on the hair front, but I have one of London's leading hairdressers at my disposal. you? He decided... George Northwood, thank you. He decided to go au naturel, which is great. Good luck to him. Didn't like it. I thought he looked like one of those, you know, those troll dolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you yeah. know that
2: they have, you know, you have as a, a lucky sort of, um, I think they call them gauntlets. don't they, yes, in yeah, exams? Yeah. People would have them on their desks. And it was all this wiry white hair. And yeah, it
1: was good. I, I thought that when Tom Jones went great, he looked like low-lying cloud on Mount Rushmore.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. A little bit Beethoven. And I thought, you know, he looked fine and I respected him. Didn't fancy him. Oh, well. Sorry.
4: So when's your prime era, Jones? Which which would you prefer, or or is it just that if he, if he puts the just for men?
2: Oh, I see. I like I liked him in the seventies, obviously with the sports car and the chunky jewellery and the flair over a, you know a slightly big Cuban heel. It's, it's just for men,
1: just for men. What happens if women use just for men?
2: <laughs> Shall I have to do it? Yeah. Shall I do an experiment? The fabric and of find reality
1: out? is torn apart. Yeah, oh, that doesn't sound right to me. Just it just makes your hair, grey hair, go dark. It's hair dye. Why, how can it be just yeah. for men? Well, I can, I'm going to try it. What could possibly go wrong? Because we didn't know then. <laughs> <laughs> the Frank
0: Skinner Show on Absolute Radio, back Saturday morning from eight. Tune in live
2: for the full Frank experience. Steve, what about your vault fasses? My vault
4: fasses? It's interesting that music is often one of them. I, I fairly recently, having never really liked Led Zeppelin,
2: mm.
4: uh, listened to When the Levee Breaks and had a real road to Zeppelin conversion where I suddenly thought, well, this is absolutely amazing.
1: That's lovely when that happens. I had that with aubergines. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah, thought... we all, dear? I always thought <laughs> that Objeans what put me off them was they look like... You know those blisters you get on your inside lip when you're biting? <laughs> Do you know? They look like a real... really big version of one of those.
2: They've got real aesthetic issues, aubergine. Yeah. I've Too said it, aubergine. Yeah. Silent S.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It's like having a night of passion with Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm honestly getting... this. I've had four aubergines this week. <laughs> four? I've had four. It will
2: take me a year to get through one. They're big old beasts. No, I,
1: I have one. At, one in a sitting. I How had do two. You eat them? I had two um, for me, me. Well, not for the whole dinner, but my dinner yesterday included two aubergines.
2: Do, do you like? What do you like, zucchini or aubergine? Sorry, courgette. I don't. I don't know. Oh, oh, courgette.
1: No, courgette's a completely different yeah. animal. Okay, don't
2: look so irritated. Zucchini,
1: courgette, Rianne. <laughs> I'm talking... Is that uh, a
2: meal in itself, then, an aubergine, you're do suggesting? you think you in,
1: um, Led Zeppelin, reminded me of Deep Purple, and that's how I got to <laughs> aubergine <laughs> in my childhood thoughts? <laughs> it's always interesting to retrace these things. <laughs> now, honestly, I'm un- I've, got, I've got aubergine problems at the moment. I, I can all- leave them alone.
2: <laughs> I'm problems oh, man, what about Michael aubergine Jan- ain't Michael
1: Jackson wrote a song about... Them.
2: Aubergine! <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 absolute,
3: absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio
1: this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 8 1215, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website.
4: Uh, now we've been discussing Daniel Craig's U-turn on playing bond. Uh, and we've got a text from Stefan in Nottingham who says, Hi, Frank, I have a theory regarding James Bond actors. If you can name another movie the actor has been in other than Bond movies, then they are famous. Uh, if not, they are oh. James Bond famous. So Daniel Craig needs to be thankful <laughs> he's not the next Doctor Who right now. Why? Why? So, so I think Stefan is implying that Daniel, that we would struggle to name a non-Bond film that Daniel Craig is in. I, I can actually oh, think I of a few. Oh, I name loads. So, so,
2: uh, Enduring Love, he was lovely in that.
1: I wouldn't have known any he was in. Layer Cake is... is oh, hold on. I I'll tell you about, what he was in. What about Cowboys our... and Aliens? Yes. Come
2: on!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig, you are and, famous.
2: Um, he had a terrible faux beard in uh, Our Friends in the North, which yes, was indeed, a TV yeah. series. Uh, I think Google the theory, it se-
4: it's certainly a true theory, that Timothy Dalton... I could not tell you another film he's been in, or George Lazenby, for that matter. No. I wouldn't know it.
1: Well, I know he was the Big Fry man. He's an advert for Big Fry, which was saying that Fry's chocolate bars had got bigger and they had him carrying these enormous chocolate bars and that was how he got spotted, I think. For oh, really? Pie.
2: I'm surprised Stephen <laughs> hasn't got that work now. Well, that would be a nice case. gig for him. Yeah. Who's that? Stephen Fry. He could have that. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Big Fry. Yeah. (laughs) He could be called Big Fry. Exactly. Um, It's a good point, that, though. It got me thinking... The Hill. Yeah. Sean Connery was in a film called The Hill when he didn't wear his toupee.
2: (laughs) Well, he was in so many, Frank. I mean, I I think Sean, in fairness, established himself...
4: That was, I think. That was the first yes. thing I saw him in. Possibly even before Bond. Even
1: okay. Anyway, Daniel,
2: this is, have you seen this the trailer? Is people talking <laughs> in the pub now. Have you yeah. seen the
4: trailer for Daniel Craig's new <clears throat> film? He's in a film called Logan Lucky, and he sports a, a, a broad, deep South accent, uh, and he sort of sounds like Cletus in The Simpsons, where he's he's obviously enjoying himself, but it's probably like I'm going to rob a bank. No, it's oh, it's, it's a treat that sounds like shift.
2: Al Gore. <laughs> Frank Skinner uh, interviewed him. You can download yeah. it on Absolute Radio. Absolutely marvellous, may I just say? Thank you so much. I absolutely loved it, and I've got a bit of a crush now on Al Gore, Frank, from on audio on yes. audio basis. I think it was the Tommy he's You know what it is? Yeah, but I'll let that go. He's a set, okay. you know, he's a set. He's Al, Big Al. It was the fact that it was the Tommy Lee Jones way he pronounced that very southern "whin" "will." Oh, it did something to me. You know, oh. Tommy
1: Lee Jones was his uh, roommate at college.
2: You gave me that intel. I loved it. Mm. Anyway, um, we need to discuss the Great Pineapple Ban.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
2: Yeah. <laughs> In all these festivals for the young people, Sarah on the show probably goes to them. Now, can I,
1: before we go into it, can I mention that? I was, someone was talking to me about they'd been to uh, a festival, right? And they were people... Um, How old were they? I wouldn't say they were my age, but they were in their...
2: so David Baddiel era?
1: Late 40s, early 50s. And they, and, and they were talking about being... And they said... Uh, <clears throat> and the great thing is, you know, the young people who were there, you know, teenagers, they're not at all judgmental about people our age being, at, you know, at, at a festival. And I said, I've got to stop you there. They might not be, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, and and these were people I didn't know terribly well, to be honest. But I said, I've got to tell you, I have. A, it's I find it very squirm making when middle aged people talk about being at festivals. <laughs> why? I don't know why, but they're always. <clears throat> oh, just thinking about it now. Look, I'm folding... You know when you fold your arms a bit too much because <laughs> you're a bit.
2: Is, it they're, is always, it? they're always
1: somewhere I've never heard of. They say, oh, yeah, we went to Clampdown at the weekend. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. We're going to Reticence. Oh, yeah. Oh, we went to Reticence. The lighthouse family were absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I oh, please. If you're going to go, I mean, wear an elephant man Hessian head cover and sure, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but really, middle-aged people at festival. I'm sorry. I know it's bigotry. I'm not justifying it, but it makes me feel physically nauseous. This is
3: Frank Skinner, Absolute
4: Radio. We've had a text saying uh, Timothy Dalton was in Flash Gordon and Hot Fuzz, therefore he is famous, oh, okay. uh, and that's from okay. Tim,
1: That's from Timothy Dalton. <laughs> They've all been in films, just that we don't know them, do we? It's what I call, you know, my nine items or less stars. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they most of them fall into that. Yeah.
4: Well, P- mm. Piers Brosnan is in um, the Last Good Friday as second Irishman.
2: No, oh, but he's I've in got Nine um, items or Mama less, right? yes.
4: Well, that's a big one, isn't yeah. it?
2: All right, blokes in the pub. Can I just add my <laughs> contribution? I've got a nine items or less offering. Go on, Rita Ora. What's yes. the song she's ever done?
1: I can't name any Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I can't name any. I mean what any. does this
2: woman do? Lovely looking, won't deny.
1: Looks right, nice skin. Looks lo- <laughs> <laughs> Unblemished. That's Basically enough. Basically unblemished. That's
2: enough these days. Oh I'll say. Now plenty. Read the festivals. So Frank, you were saying you just think young people I think they're for young people. Yeah. I, th-
1: mm. I mean, well, even well, I... some a man I know who is older than me said, Did you see any of the Glastonbury coverage? <laughs> And, than me, and I. <laughs> Who was this? I said no, which was a lie, because I thought it was a trap to try to humiliate right. me. I said no, I didn't. I'd actually watched a bit, but I wasn't going to tell anybody. And then he started to talk brazenly, brazenly <laughs> about the fact he'd been watching it.
4: Wow! You meant to what goes on tour stays on. tour.
2: What was he exactly. saying? Was he saying there's some great tracks? Yeah. <laughs> You
1: saying
4: oh, yes? Yeah.
2: You can't do that.
4: Well, I I, I realised I'm getting old because this the band who the Pineapple Band relates to. I I know virtually nothing the about the glass, glass Animals. Well, well we then...
2: explained what this is. The Pineapple Band. We should explain. Yes, would you we care should. to explain, so, it, Steve? So
4: they they have a song called uh, Pork Soda, and it features the line "Pineapples are in my head" repeatedly through this the song.
1: This
2: is a band called Glass Animals, and uh, is it
1: based on? Uh, is it a on um, the glass menagerie? The um, the play.
2: Well, it could well be. It, it. could be, but I'm worrying about features the light and pineapples are in my head. Is that, I don't know if that's a connection to to things that may have happened in the past.
4: <laughs> no, apparently he overheard someone say it in the street. Uh, well,
1: pineapples are in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And mm. he
4: thinks, and then he, he loved it, but then thought maybe I've misheard.
1: Yeah. But it just the stayed point in is his they've head. head. I'll tell, tell you what it could have been. I don't know, but I know that there is a. Um, a shop called Pineapples R O'S in Minehead. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, he said, do you know where I can get some pineapple? Pineapples are Us in Minehead. He heard that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's like, So they've
2: banned it, essentially. Because it their fans
4: it. kept on bringing pineapple So they hold, yeah. they
1: hold them up during the song.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I am I have a certain sympathy with this band, can I say? Mm. Because um, I think... I just it,
2: swallowed really loudly. Sorry. If I was going
1: to be attacked with any fruit... I think pineapple would be high on the list. I wouldn't want it to be. Sure, yeah. They're they are, sharp. Yeah.
4: They are sharp. Absolutely.
1: They are. You can hardly. I mean, even if you pick them up in a supermarket, yeah. well, you need tongs. Yeah. Well, I see. They're I, rough, yeah. sharp, and old. Yeah. They don't Thank want you. to be eaten. How dare can you? Can we just <laughs> accept? They do not want to be we eaten. They've got defences. Everything about them says don't yeah. yeah. Me. Mm.
4: And I, I, symp- I sympathise with the band because the song is called Pork Soda. So if they've been pelted pelted with pineapples, that's one thing. But pork soda, it could be a can of lilt wrapped in some bacon in honour Mm. of pork soda. So there are worse things their fan could throw.
1: Well, this is all... I mean, John Tradesant must be rolling in his grave. (laughs) I used to live by Lambeth Bridge on the River Thames, and on each corner of that bridge there is a pineapple. And I believe that's because the grave Mm. of John Tradeson, who's a man who brought pineapples to England, is uh, very near. Well, I know his grave's there, I went to see it. And uh, buried him in chunks, which I thought was (laughs) (laughs) very bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, Yeah, he brought them over, so, you know... (laughs) It's it's, his bad. Was he he buried
2: with syrup?
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Please don't In the the topical (laughs) stories, you cannot ask me that question.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio.
4: We're just discussing the uh, controversial pineapple ban.
2: Yes.
1: So this, which festival is what it's Reading
4: about? and Leeds.
1: So uh, you cannot so take a, a, a pine You couldn't take in a, a tin of pineapple chunks.
2: No.
4: Yeah, I believe it's a blanket ban. Okay. So I'm actually doing the comedy stage at Reading, so I'm tempted to maybe try and bring in a Hawaiian pizza.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah that
4: might be if I can smuggle it in.
5: Can
1: I ask? Have you ever tried to eat an entire um, pineapple in one go?
2: Good heavens. No.
1: Far too acidic. There's something that um, it does to your mouth. I can't quite explain. If anyone knows, anyone who's um, into uh, fruit science, (laughs)
2: Extraordinary (laughs) Um, shout-out. I'm Um, a fruit scientist. Has any other DJ ever done that shout-out? Anyone into Uh, fruit science out there? Perhaps
1: not. Um, You heard it here first. But um, you know when you have Coke sometimes? Coke, um, Coke, Coca-Cola. Thank you. And it does that, your teeth feel like chalk. There's a very similar thing that happens to your mouth, the roof of your mouth with pineapple.
2: Frank, as you're discussing it, I'm getting the sensation. Yeah, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Are you getting yeah, it? Yeah,
1: Can I ask if the readers at that, home that, are getting it? On that point, why is it called the roof of your mouth? Surely it should be the ceiling. Yeah, that's it. The roof is the upper op- 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 oh, top. Yeah. Maybe that's it. When a
4: pineapple roof celebrates how delicious it is, it goes, I took the roof off. <laughs>
1: No, but they didn't. They took the ceiling off. It should <laughs> yeah. be the ceiling of my mouth, my yeah. mouth ceiling. Yeah, you but tell them. They, I'm going to say yeah, that. Maybe you there's tell a,
2: them, boss. maybe there's
4: confusion because the ceiling of your mouth could be just when you close your mouth.
1: Oh well, We'd soon, They'll soon get used to it.
2: Look, can we get down to the bare bones? There are these people just strung out. Why are they <laughs> dancing around with pineapples yeah, yeah. anyway?
1: Have you have you
4: brought props to uh, to, to bands or
2: never?
1: I've never heard of bringing props. I mean, Rocky Horror Show, used to take rice. There's an Australian band I really
4: like called Weddings, Parties, Anything. And they had a line in one of their songs that was, I'm 10 cents short of a dollar. Uh, And they had to start playing it really early in the set because their fans would be so drunk that they would violently throw 10 cent pieces at them. And all, all on all their YouTube clips, there's this shower of coins, and it's a really beautiful song. They basically had to stop singing it because well, it's not a bad uh, bad little earner.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, also, you know what, Frank? What a lovely little insult! Shower of coins. I'm going to start saying that. It's a good collective insult.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start saying the ceiling of my mouth. Is <laughs> <laughs> that oh, like the windmills mouth, of your mind? My mouth ceiling. I Took the skin off me mouth ceiling. <laughs> Hmm. I might get a small um lamp fitting to hang i get my roof of my mouth, no, ceiling of my mouth, get it pierced and get a small um, light bulb. And then, Frank, will you <laughs> use the,
2: is it the uvula at the back? What is it yeah, called? Uvula. <laughs> uvula. The uvula as the, uh, the light switch. Yeah. So put it, turn it off and
4: off. We, we'll have to, re- it will no longer be the uvula, it'll be the mouth chandelier.
2: <laughs> Lovely. Oh, I like that.
1: There's uh, something I don't like about that. I'm not
2: sure I don't You don't like that. old people at festivals? You don't like the inner workings of the mouth?
1: I don't like oral fixtures and fittings, <laughs> generally speaking. I went to, um, to the Clash once at the the Hummingbird in uh, in Birmingham, you know, Dale End. And uh, there was a guy with me who had... Um, remember people used to wear padlock chains around right. their <laughs> neck? Oh, yes. And uh, the bouncer said, you can't come in without that one, mate. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't got the key, oh. <laughs> so he couldn't get in. What but a... I'm, I've never heard of taking um, a prop to, because of a song lyric. And is I've, there any I've, other example? I was trying to think of props. I know of people who've done you know dances.
4: There, there were certainly even with even with fairly obscure indie bands. They would have like, there was a band called Madder Rose that John Peel absolutely loved. Uh, and there was a special dance for their, their main song. You had to pretend that you were swimming, but it was quite bleak because
1: there would be seven people <laughs> who knew no. well, I, I, I can... Uh, the dances, yeah, I, I can see that one. I remember... Well,
2: Agadoo Push Pineapple, Shake the Tree. That was the last time the pineapple...
1: That, that we'll be doing that at Reading. <laughs> and apparently the singer from Agadoo was detained at
4: Her Majesty's Pleasure and he had to do it across <laughs> the prison courtyard. So uh, the inmates how long, joined how long did he,
1: Agadoo? <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I... Um, I uh, used. To, I remember. I got to a point in the in the seventies where I could do YMCI in a joined up writing. <laughs> that's, that's a real advance.
3: <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
4: We've had quite a few responses on the uh, taking props. To see musicians and, oh, okay. and bands. Two six five said, "Whenever Mark Almond appears at the Rewind Festival, uh, the festival goes take inflatable pink flamingos uh, as a reference to to say hello, wave goodbye, and they wave them in the air, and it looks amazing.
1: Lovely. Oh, that's
4: good. That's really great.
1: And apparently, just hearing you name check a festival gave me a slight shudder. <laughs> 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 What's it called? That
4: one? Uh, was it the Rewind Festival? Oh, yes. My goodness. And um, like apparently, Kate, Kate Nash's fans throw lemons. Um, Joking. Uh <laughs> because there's a song. It's in uh, Foundation, no, Fingertips. I think it's the song. No, Foundations. Uh, and they say, Oh, uh, I know that one. You, the s- in our foundations. Uh, I, you say, I must eat so many lemons because I am so bitter.
1: Mm. Well, I don't know what next. What about <laughs> what about upside <laughs> up your head? In the <laughs> oh, I love that one. I think that's why we've done so well in the rowing in the Olympics. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I do, I think... I bet you Steve Redgrave would never have thought of rowing until he went to a disco in his youth. <laughs> went on the rowing thing. Honestly, I think it got people into think rowing.
4: Did, do you think he did it at a wedding and then after yeah. he said, if I ever row at a wedding again, you've my permission to
1: <laughs> shoot me? Yeah. I do. I think um, rowing and same-sex relationships were brought about largely by ups, upside your head. and. <laughs> <they? laughs> We, uh, we've got to here first.
2: We've had an explanation for the pineapple sensation, Frank. Oh, the the thing on the the ceiling of your mouth. A number of people have been in touch about that. Karen H, I didn't mean to sigh with such world weariness. There. <laughs> Karen H says pineapple has an enzyme that dissolves proteins, and the tissues of your mouth are mostly made from protein. Wow, that it's dissolving
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it doesn't want to be yeah, eaten. Yeah. It's incredibly spiky <laughs> yeah. and coarse, and then it dissolves Maltier. your mouth when you eat it. Yeah. What about when you swallow it? I find most of me is made of protein.
2: We've all been spiky and coarse in our youth. <laughs> before before <laughs> my 2.0-ness, I was spiky and coarse.
1: <laughs> well, I'm still capable of both.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: really, that that sounds horrible. <laughs>
2: That's a pretty Review of pineapples, defense. everyone. Horrible. Pineapple <laughs> enzyme. And, and oh, <laughs> i got
4: pineapple enzyme. The enzyme is called <clears throat> br- uh, bromelain. So I don't know if there's a West Brom reference there if, if, or if, that's what they, the, if it's actually called that. The, well,
1: next, the next time I have to use a false name when I check into a hotel, I'm going to call myself pineapple enzyme.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I'll get away with it. It's a lost Captain Beefheart tune.
1: Ah, uh, Captain B fart. Oh, I'll tell you what I thought. When you said someone had heard in the street someone saying pineapples in my head. Sure. Uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth, the REM song? Oh, I yeah. Can, didn't that... what? That was a mate of his who got beat up or something and the chap kept shouting, uh, what's the the frequency, Kenneth?
4: It was the news... It was someone like Dan Rather, one of the uh, famous American news presenters who got Mm. attacked by someone Mm. and the the person who attacked him was repeatedly
1: shouting, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Brilliant. Well, not brilliant, but he attacked him. (laughs) No, I mean... um, I like those, um, where did that song come from? But we won't get into that. No. Otherwise, it's going to start sounding like a radio show, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be what about some songs with colours in the title? Oh. Then...
2: Misheard lyrics.
1: Oh. I, just, oh. I, just, oh. I just misheard I, lyrics. I, no I, one ever. Oh, no, no, no.
4: I would happily listen to half an hour of you just naming festival names from your <laughs> nightmares.
1: Well, you probably will after this show.
3: <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.
4: We've had a couple of <laughs> communications from the, uh, from the readers. Um, uh, Alex has uh, texted on the subject of props. He said, I bought a massive bouquet of white gladioli uh, to oh, Morrissey's gig. Oh, yeah, uh, Morrissey. Uh, his melt, uh, when he did Meltdown uh, in 2004. Oh, yeah. meltdown. Uh, and, <laughs> and he said uh, he was then required do, to leave uh, the flowers did... at the cloakroom. He oh. wasn't allowed to bring them into the uh, gig.
2: Morrissey in temperamental shock.
1: Didn't Morrissey do brimless as well that year? You know, that festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've also had an email uh, from... L- last week,
4: uh, Frank, you were talking about uh, paperboys in America.
2: Why is it always less? Why is it always lacking in the festivals? Sorry, carry on, come <laughs>
1: uh, And Neil from Connecticut has, has uh, responded. Yeah, my, my thing was, ah. in films, when you see paperboys delivering papers in America, they just chuck them in people's gardens. and They don't put them, get off and put them to the letterbox. And I said, is that real? So and meanwhile, so he's replied, uh, dear, Connecticut.
4: dear Frank. Following your request to clarify if newspapers are thrown on the lawn by paper boys in the states, I can advise in the area I live, Connecticut. Papers are placed in a special delivery box next to the mailbox by the side of the road. In films, it always seems to be warm and sunny, so maybe it happens somewhere like California. The uh-huh. lawn method would not work during a New England winter, as we would not find the papers until the snow had melted in the spring.
1: Well, that makes sense. How oh, lovely, yeah. to hear from Connecticut. Wow. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, fight. I think of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's oh, Court. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Danny yeah. Kaye.
1: Mark Twain, oh. I was thinking, but Danny oh, Kaye oh, was okay. in the film. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I think he, I think Mark Twain should get the top listing, <laughs> top billing.
2: Well, that's true. I'll give you that.
3: This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.
1: Can I plug something? I don't plug stuff on here, but I'm doing a gig, um, a charity gig, on the 18th Mm. of September at Shepherds Bush Empire, and I'm I'm, I'm hosting it. I have no material, and I have to find... So I think it's good watching famous people struggle. I saw Bob Hope once after he had um, uh, some sort of uh, mental blockout, and he was uh, endlessly entertaining. So um, it'd be like that. <laughs> um, Michael McIntyre's on, and Harry Hill, and
2: uh, loads. What's of, the gig? What's the? What's it, the...
1: It, it's for young minds, which is um, mental illness for, in young people.
2: We'll put it up on the on the uh, the Twitters Yeah, as well. yeah. I'd
1: calm to it because I, any any help I together. can get. <laughs> Catherine Ryan and uh, Jimmy Carr and anyway, lots of people. I don't normally do that, but it's charity. Yeah. yeah. Carry is this on. a one-off? Are you
4: gigging? This is. Are you no. gigging at the moment? Well, no, it just a, no, a problem, a no,
1: no gigging. It's just a completely. one walk on completely cold, but I will have some. You know, we'll see how it goes. Oh well, for yeah. charity. It's
4: we've had <laughs> <laughs> we've had one more uh, communication about pineapples from Giles who said that um, it's correct about it dissolving protein and that some pineapple workers can end up without fingerprints.
1: That's handy.
4: So we could well, be on we could be onto the perfect crime.
2: That <laughs> would been well, handy for pineapple Carlos bank the bank job. Carlos the jackal. What about He really just would have found that useful. He always needed to take on a new he was all on the run, wasn't he? Is he yeah, died didn't he Carlos yeah, I believe the jackal? So. Well, when when he was alive. I thought so with his family. <laughs>
1: Never get be. much of a mention, the Jackals. <laughs> 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 I went for Christmas at the Jackals this year. I was that? That's yeah, all right. Uh, we had um, the darts. We had a game of darts there. You can't beat them. <laughs> They're absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm going to write a sitcom, a one-off called Chris, "Christmas with the Jackals," where I go around Carlos the Jackal's house with his family: <laughs> Steve the Jackal, Sue the Jackal.
2: <laughs> oh, I'd love some good sitcom music with that.
1: Oh man! Rounds of applause. Here's a the Jackals, are should, should, should be a song, shouldn't that? But not mentioning the Jackals Just you know, American sitcoms have songs that say, "Hey, we're family and we love each other," and then it (laughs) comes up Christmas with the jackals. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much um, for listening. You know what? I've been watching... The news is on where I'm watching this. I completely forgot that Bruce Forsyth had a moustache. Mm.
5: That would have been a good
1: text in. Celebrities you've forgotten have got a moustache. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, I never used to say moustache until I lived with David. but I used to say moustache, and that's one of the many things he taught me. Thank you so much for listening this morning and um, bring on Vic Feather.
0: You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM.
5: Absolute Radio.